1: Suds. Suds. It's time for more Suds.
2: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another sud segment where good beer meets questionably bad radio. This I don't is- think that's questionable. Oh, you know, <laughs> are we past that point? Yeah. <laughs> okay, fine. I am one of your hostesses, good old gal Juliana, and joining me today are my co host good old boy Dave. Hey! Hey there, Fonzie! <laughs> <laughs> but of course, good old boy Kendall.
0: Sit on it, Patsy. <laughs>
2: well played. Yes, very well played. And good old Gal June. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I know. How do you follow that? I, you know, I, I couldn't I'd... think of anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. This said, segment is brought to you by.
3: Stuff and things. Do you like stuff? Do you need things? Well, come on down to Stuff and Things. We have more stuff than anyone, and our things are very competitively priced. Stuff and things, things and stuff, stuff and things and stuff, and things, now with more stuff.
2: (laughs) So, we're giggling because we all just got back from Milwaukee, Wisconsin recently, where we all attended.
3: Happy days, days. Three full days packed with tours, meet and greets with the cast, memorabilia trading, and of course, a marathon of every episode of our favorite show. You know, my favorite episodes are the ones with the uh, Tuscadero
0: sisters. Julie, what's he talking about?
2: Dude, like I know. <laughs>
3: The, uh, you know, the Owl and uh, the Owl versus Arnold debates got pretty heated this year, but I hear that happens like, you know, pretty much every year.
4: Uh, Dave, we were at the Beer Bloggers and Writers Conference.
3: So you mean the Happy Days days wasn't real? It was just a sweet, wonderful dream?
0: Wow. Okay, so back in the real world. (laughs) The 2017 Beer Bloggers and Writers Conference was August 3rd through 6th, and brought beer bloggers and writers from inside and outside the craft beer industry from all over the country and even Canada to network, learn, and more importantly, drink good beer.
2: Absolutely. We'll kind of go day by day and discuss different parts of the event and some of the beer that we tasted during the conference, but Dave threatened to walk out if we didn't drink some beer today as well.
4: So remind me, why would that be a problem?
2: You're right, actually. Sorry. Um, oh, it wouldn't, but, you know, but but if you, Kendall, and I are going to put up with Ralph Mouth over here and his Happy Days fantasies, I figured we would need some beer to get through it.
4: Good
0: call.
3: Well, as long as we can drink beer, you can call me Potsy. We'll be rating the beers today <laughs> we- with these suds ratings, plus our signature belching sounds. Hear those ratings now. That sucks. Give me anything but an episode of Joni Loves Chachi. <laughs> Number two, was that a belch? Uh, Number three, ah, what a relief. Uh, Four, a body should really not make that sound. Uh, uh, and five, or as we call it, Dave, listen to that hang time, give me another. Uh,
2: Too funny, too funny. I know, right?
3: Yeah, that's what everybody okay. says.
2: So I think, first of all, before we even get into everything, we should be, we should give a shout out to Zephyr Adventures who um, who Absolutely. helped organize the event.
3: Sarah Pletcher, Reno uh, Walsh, the whole team. They it was fantastic. Plus the uh, the folks from uh, was it Visit Milwaukee? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were great.
2: Mm-hmm. They were great too. Great hosts. Yes. And of course, I mean. Nothing, none of this would have been, um, with the English, none of this would have been possible if we didn't have the great facilities at Pabst.
3: I mean, yes, the best place. Yes. Yeah. That was really cool. yeah. Such
4: a cool space.
2: Yeah, what a great backdrop.
3: Captain Paps knew how to build it, man.
2: Uh, <sighs> you ain't kidding. You ain't kidding. Throws,
3: no. throws a good party. <laughs>
4: yeah, <laughs> yes. getting
0: to see Captain Paps' office with his old roll top desk and just imagine what that place was like in the late eighteen hundreds. That was a hopping busy place. Yeah. No Hopping pun intended. It, <laughs> look at this guy,
2: maybe not so much hops as today. Yeah. <laughs> not as much. <laughs> yeah, and the photo that they had of what the place used to look like back in the day yeah. versus what it is now. I, I mean, that's very. That was very cool to me.
3: Well, it shows you the pride and the history that uh, people in Milwaukee have uh, for for what Pabst and uh, and even Miller and you know the their brewing history and culture. Uh, have done for the city, you know for years, even though they kind of let it slide for a little while, but uh, they're coming back in a big way.
0: yeah, I think the most interesting thing about um, Milwaukee is beer bloggers and writers conferences go to a lot of great beer cities, but they're modern beer cities. They're new right. beer cities. Mm-hmm. This is a classic beer city. Maybe the classic besides the one in Missouri uh they've been making beer since the civil war and it's just got a history that goes back for you know forever and they've been doing it a very long time and you just felt that history everywhere classic german architecture the the pabst facilities and miller facilities was was pretty amazing to see that
3: yeah when you know when huge swaths of a city are old brewery buildings that you know they're have either that they've either kept preserved or that they're you know, uh, repurposing and things, you know, that it's a beer city and Milwaukee is absolutely a beer city.
2: No, oh, totally. I I mean, and, and one thing that really stood out to me is yes, you had like, you know, the big classic buildings, but you also had a lot of new breweries that were coming by and the friendship that the big boys have with the small boys, I thought was really extraordinary because you don't see that a lot. And you know, like even breweries like Lakefront, they're so happy to talk about the new kids that were coming online. And, um,
3: and they've been there like 30 years. So, I mean, it's not, wow. you know, that's that's pretty long for a craft
4: brewer. Yeah,
2: yeah, it is. But you can tell that there's a really great friendship between all the brewers, the brewing community, and the people of Milwaukee. And I think that just kind of helped it make is this. Actually, it's
1: pronounced Milwaukee, <laughs> which is Algonquin for
3: the good land. The good <laughs> land. Yes. The land of good beer and cheese curds. True, true. Yeah. We did have some good cheese curds too.
2: God, we did. Okay. All right. Let's focus. Let's right. focus. So, um, in tradition, you know, there's usually the Thursday night get together. And um let's talk about that.
0: The Rumpus Room. We kicked it off at the Rumpus Room. A really cool um bar in uh, in downtown milwaukee they had an amazing uh, whiskey selection you and good old boy mike would have liked that place mm. i mean there's more bottles than i've seen just about anywhere wow. really high-end stuff but they had some great beer on tap it was kind of a stone tap takeover stone sponsored the event uh they've been good friends uh to the conference over the years including when we got to visit their the facility in san diego we went to the uh bistro at liberty uh liberty center i think it's what they called it but uh yeah stone is great they threw a good party for us and we had a lot of great beer
3: because you've been so i know juliana and i've been to the last three conferences but you've been to a few more than that right
0: this was my sixth i've been going since 2012 in indianapolis so indy boston san diego Asheville, tampa here
3: it's a it's a great adventure every time I mean they, oh, absolutely I think they get better and better um, obviously, but uh, they' they're all solid, the ones I've been
4: to.
0: Yeah if you're a, a podcaster, a writer, a blogger and blog is uh, it's kind of a expanded I mean if your main media is Instagram even and you use social media to talk about beer, you really should go to this conference. Next year it's going to yeah. be in Virginia and uh, in August also I believe mm-hmm. it's worth going.
3: And, and, you know, and even for people who work at breweries, like media uh, marketing folks who work for breweries, I know there were a few there uh, this year.
0: Yeah, there's always some, and they've kind of, there was so much demand, they've actually spun off and are doing a beer marketing conference, which I got to attend last year in Asheville, not last year, this year, it was in March, uh, but next year it's going to be in Vermont, yeah. which would be an amazing place to Reddington. go. Yeah, yeah cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. So,
2: well, Thursday, we didn't get to go to the pre conference because we were driving in, weren't we?
3: We were, we went to New Glarus, uh, first that early that day and, uh, visited, uh, obviously the ep- epicenter of Wisconsin brewing, I would say, um, one of them. And, uh, New Glarus has probably one of the most beautiful beer gardens I've ever seen. And, uh, just, this big you know elaborate beer garden and looking out over rolling hills in Wisconsin it's just it's beautiful wasn't a lot of people there but um we had a nice time um had had a beer or two and then we kicked it on down to Madison Wisconsin mm-hmm. and uh visited the Funk Factory Guzeria um had some amazing amazing beers there some great sours and uh then we uh had dinner And the Old Fashioned and scooted on towards Milwaukee. Mm
4: -hmm.
0: Great places. The Old Fashioned is, yeah, if you're in Madison, go there. Good good curds. Yeah,
3: really good curds.
2: curds. (laughs) Really great Old fashions too. Yeah. And um, they're using some local whiskey, which I was kind of impressed by.
3: Yeah. They had a great draft selection, too. Yeah,
0: but it's like over 50-some taps, and it's all uh, Wisconsin beer. Yeah.
4: We need to get back to Madison. Yep. I know yeah
2: (laughs) let's wrap this up
0: we might need to head north
2: (laughs) yeah what the heck are we still doing down here we should be back up there
3: so then i think everybody uh got a good night's sleep to get ready for a, a big start on friday
2: yeah yeah um
0: it was a great great first night we had a good time and uh yeah you're right that was the probably the first night we didn't stay up late drinking all over the city like people do uh, we actually got to bed and got ready for that conference kickoff yeah so, well we knew we'd
2: have to pace ourselves oh yes you got to be
3: responsible
2: yeah well we'll be back in just a minute
1: rolling clouds and crashing surf. on the road my darling if we're only passing through open roads and open windows my hand is yours forever sweet
2: love. welcome back everyone today's kind of a special episode because we're doing the wrap-up of the beer bloggers and writers conference that was held in Milwaukee a few weeks ago so we already talked about Thursday and kind of like the the pre-gaming leading into the bloggers conference. So now let's get into Friday and talk about Friday.
3: So Friday, you know, everybody um, either walked or I think most people took probably took the shuttle from the hotel, which that's another thing the, the bloggers conference does a good job of is they always book you, uh, hook, hook you up with good hotels. And uh, it was very nice. And uh, we had a, a lake view i guess you kind of if you look over you know squint sideways and look over the three or four miles of buildings you can see the lake but it was it was cool though it was it was a nice room but um everybody grabbed some starbucks uh from the hotel lobby and kicked it on over to the best place um where uh as she does every year julia Hertz from the brewers association uh gave a great kickoff speech and uh Kendall I know you've known her for for a lot of years and she does a great job
0: I first met her in 2012 in Indianapolis and you know it's always that same energy Uh, she is such an advocate and cheerleader for craft beer Uh, she does a great job of promoting the industry and it just gets you encouraged to hear her talk about it because you realize you know there's I love that the, she always has the one chart where it's like we've got too many breweries in this country, but and then it shows how many wineries we have, and it's like no, we're we're not even close. Yeah, when you when you look at the consumption of beer, it it is continuing to grow. And uh, her other passion is beer and food, and she always talks about that and just how great beer is with food and how we can expand uh, people's palates to uh, understand sure. that beer is suitable for every occasion.
3: Well, and she you know just you know she's a home brewer. She's a writer, you know, she, she writes about beer and she is truly like a beer evangelist in a lot of ways.
0: Absolutely.
4: Yeah. Her passion and knowledge are just unbelievable.
2: Yeah, it is. And she's so approachable and yes. And everyone, nice. yeah. And, and I think her presence at the, at the conference every year just kind of helps solidify, you know, how the Brewers Association and craft beer and bloggers, how it all just works together. Um, yeah. So that was always a treat to get started. And then what did we do?
0: Well, we there was another session, but what I really remember about that day was just lunch. Uh, oh,
3: wow. Yeah. The Pabst uh, little microbrewery. Yeah, so, so the cool. On, the yeah. only brewery in Milwaukee that is a Pabst owned, I think now. Mm-hmm. It's in uh, what used to be a church. So yay to that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think it was like about a 10-barrel brew system crammed in the bottom of this beautiful building and um, making some very beautiful beers, some new stuff. But also, um, they're recreating a lot of old recipes from you know, 20, 30 years ago and beyond. I had some old ale and uh, what
0: was that? The Andecker? Should Try that one, yeah, yes. yeah. And that's yes, that's yeah. one somebody told me I needed to try that they had remembered drinking Decker, you know, 40 years ago. That's it's crazy. kind of a dark, malty lager, yeah. yeah. Oh, that really was it, was
2: beautiful. It was really, really beautiful, it's a little
0: sweet for me. Uh, and a lot of those old recreations of those old beers, that uh. You could tell the taste of change in this country over the last 40, 50 years because all of those beers had a, had a sweetness to them that we just don't find a lot anymore. That's true. Very, very malt heavy. But
3: you know, yeah. but I think it it still though it, it kind of dispels the fact that everyone was just drinking like a really light um, adjunct lager at that time. You right. know, there there was other American beer 30, 40 years ago, and and some of it, you know, it was, it was pretty varied styles. I mean. Mostly German derivative stuff, but still some, you know, pretty good little variety for people.
2: Yeah. And, you know, another thing of note is that a lot of those beers were like 5% or even lower. And that really impressed me for Mm -hmm. the amount of flavor that you're getting. You know, so granted, these may be old recipes, you know, that our parents and grandparents were drinking. But, hey, you know, they were doing something right. Because this could stand up with some session beers, you know, and, and even win over some session beers that we've been tasting the last couple of years.
3: Absolutely, and the PBR art all over the
0: that was great. Place. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: wasn't that There's cool? Some really cool stuff. Too. Yeah. yeah.
0: But one of the things I thought about the uh, the beers they did have a lot of recreations of old recipes, but they had some new stuff too. Yeah, they did. They, they had uh, a New England IPA. Uh, mm-hmm. on the list which they had just, you know, put out. And so they're they're being creative. They've got that small brew system and they can do some experimentation. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Yeah. They also had a whip beer that I really liked too. Oh, oh I did really like that good. one. Yeah, yeah. That might have been my favorite. Yeah, that would that was that was really cool. And I just I just have to say how impressed I was by the amount of gear that was in the basement of this church. And having a wooden ceiling and being able to brew and, I mean, brew within the confines of that space and still get the job done and obviously, you know, be producing some really high quality stuff. It just blows me away, you know, because you go to a lot of breweries and they've got all this space and these extraordinarily high ceilings. And then you come to the church and, you know, you don't, space is such a premium. And, their use of every square footage it, it just it really impressed me i mean there's obviously a lot of thought that went into it but um they're doing some good work there
3: absolutely yeah and the the lunch was great we got swag bags. oh yeah really good stuff. swag cool. bag yeah i oh,
4: was yeah.
2: very impressed yeah um all right so then we came back and then we had some more meetings and two words randy mosher
3: <laughs> <laughs> what you got to talk about right man, now, he's the, man. He's the man, he is.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: He is. Um, yeah, so stone brewing paired up with him, and we got to try some stone beers as he discussed how to smell and taste beer. Yeah. It was really, really interesting.
3: Yeah, if you haven't uh read his book, uh, Tasting Beer, uh, it, it's very informative, and um, I can't say that it's made me better, but uh, I think for a lot of people who are able to learn. Um, it would probably help quite a bit.
0: Yeah, and I want to say that um, if you have an older version of that book, you might want to get the new edition. Yeah, second edition. Um, The first one I have is all dog-eared and read many, many times. Randy's an amazing guy. When I found out he was going to be there, I bought a new copy of it on Amazon of the second edition so I could get him to sign it for me. Nice. But uh, he went through and there's a lot of – and redid a lot. There's a lot of new material he also gave it to Patrick uh, Fahey or Pat Fahey of the uh, Cicerone organization. He's a yeah. master Cicerone, and Pat uh, completely reviewed the book and just, you know, gave him all kinds of feedback. So uh, I think the second edition is is even better than the first.
3: Absolutely. Well, and so uh, uh, Randy is the is he owner and head brewer, or just the owner? Of, uh, he's
0: one of the owners of Five Rabbits. Yeah. He's got a, I think he's got his uh, hands in a lot of different projects.
3: Yeah. But um, so he also had some of that beer there too uh, at the conference and it was amazing stuff.
0: Yeah. The Five Rabbits beers, um, really good. I first got to have it in Indy. He was actually a speaker at the conference in Indy, you know, six years ago and he brought some Five Rabbits beer right after the brewery opened. Really interesting stuff. It's Latin inspired. So, Kind of different than what you're going to get from most breweries, uh, but yeah, yeah, good, great, good, good beer.
3: Great use of uh, alternative, uh, you know, uh, ingredients in a lot of them. So it's very cool.
2: Sure, and certainly like type the type of beer that would go well with food. Like I could see a lot of great food pairings with that brewery, and I'm sure they do some, you know, a lot of dinners um, with those beers because they're just. They're they're outstanding, and it really makes you think outside the box of what beer can be, you know, in terms of ingredients. Um, yeah, that was that was really cool. You know, another thing that I thought was interesting was the um, the the lecture that was right before that, which was the beer industry in Milwaukee and Wisconsin, um, with Ann Sprecher and um, Kathy Flanagan from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, and um, and Mark Garthwaite of the Wisconsin Brewers Guild, and then Mr. Klitsch from Lakefront Brewing. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was really interesting because you can tell there's a lot of, uh, it just reinforced to me the the love and passion um, in Wisconsin for beer, for the local brewers, and and the community, you know, and how they're yeah. all working together.
3: And like how they, uh, you know, they were talking about all the things they do in the parks Um, And uh, how, you know, they found that, you know, having beer in the parks and and doing all the activities that they do is actually made the park safer because a lot of their city parks were not always places you'd want to be from what they were saying. So, you know, take beer to the park. That's what I say.
2: (laughs) Hey, why not? Why not? But that's, you know, that's really that's really cool. And then the speaker after um, yeah. Mr. Mosier. I really I really dug her a lot. This was
4: my favorite presentation. Yeah. So I what really we're talking loved it.
2: Yeah. What we're talking about is Susan Evans, who's the director of the Smithsonian food history programs um, at the National Museum of American History. And that just blew me away. It oh, yeah. It really, really did. And I kind I guess it almost made me like, you know, take for granted for what we have and what we've grown up with but being a little preserve the past and like you know talking about the old um just the old history of of brewing in america and Mm -hmm. some of the slides that she had it was really impressive and you know if anyone wants to know more about the brewing history in their own community how the online website um has a lot you know has a lot to offer to show you what was there back in the day
4: yeah
3: But also all the, like if you happen to be able to go to the Smithsonian, all the live events and and activities that they do there with people. Yeah. It's very cool.
4: Yeah. Yeah. A lot of interactive things, not just displays. Yeah. Yeah. Which is making
2: me want to go after the bloggers conference next year. I've never been and I've got (laughs) to go to the
4: Smithsonian. Absolutely.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I think we'll have to do that. And then what I think is one of the, Coolest parts of the conference is the beer expo. Um, you know, just being able to, it's like a little trade
3: show, yeah, and it is go around there, and um, different breweries were serving beers. And then, but beyond that, you know, um, the, the Visit Milwaukee people were there, but uh, you had the, the BC Ale Trail guy, I think, and then the the Glycol people. And you know, if you're into Glycol, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> Well, but it was it was earth friendly alternative glycol, yes. Yeah, see, so that's something pretty good.
2: That that is.
0: Yeah, my favorite part is just you know, uh, Bone Brewery was uh, pouring some of the beer, yeah. and Frank Bone was just there hanging out, drinking beer with people.
3: He's such a cool guy. He's right? a
0: really nice guy.
3: Yeah. And then this this guy, I think he's been brewing, uh, you know, amazing lambics for what since nineteen seventy five. Something like that, maybe. I, th- I think that's when he bought his brewery, but that's yeah. You can
0: give him a lot of credit uh, for bringing back. Uh, you know, the, the style was kind of dying, like a lot of classic styles in Belgium. Yeah. So uh, he he really is kind of the father of m- the modern goose movement.
2: Yeah, yeah, he is. But we'll talk about him a little bit later too. Well, then we went to dinner and talk about an amazing dinner.
3: This is like yes. something, you know, you think you're never going to see something like this, but um, the, the
0: the caves. Yep. We were in caves, people. Cave, Cave people. Cave people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Spelun- we were spelunking. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Drunk, drunken spelunking. Drunken spelunking. Yes. Yeah. Spelunking
2: down the steps. Yeah. Um, what we're talking about is we were lucky enough to have dinner at Miller Course. And we got to see the caves where the beer used to be stored back in the day, and drink some high life and have some. I traded really my
3: great high food. life in. They let me trade mine in for something else.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Drank a few high lifes that night. Yeah, you walked yeah. in and they're handing you a high life, and uh, it was just cool. You get off the bus, and that part of Milwaukee is called Miller Valley, and they just okay. have this huge section of land, and it there it really is. It feels like you're down in a valley and um, you go down into these caves that they used in the late 1800s to logger the beer before refrigeration. So there's all these underground caves for loggering beer, and they've turned this one kind of into an uh, event hall. Yeah, it's very yeah, cool. Yeah,
2: what, cool, what a cool idea. And I was lucky enough to be by Mr. Bone is we were at the, the far end where I guess the little stage is, and he's looking at the walls, and – He was getting all excited because the the Miller family kept a lot of the coopering tools and they hung them on the wall to showcase them. So Mr. Bone was telling me about every um, tool that was on the wall, what you used it for, and then we got to the. It really it really was because he's like so cute about it. He's like, (laughs) oh man, you know ours we would do ours a little bit differently, but I like that. I like the feel of this. You call Frank Bone cute he is though the man is
3: a a, i you know an icon of sour beers i know
2: but he's cute because he's so approachable about it anyways and then we got to the the branding iron and he's looking and he goes fm and i'm like oh so that must have been mr miller's own branding iron and he's like oh yeah you're absolutely right and I mean, he just was lit up like a kid, you know, because that is a dying art in itself. I mean, there's not a lot of cooperages. And, um, you know, back in the day with those, with the older breweries, I mean, they had them there on staff because that's all that they used, you know, they had no idea that, you know, flash forward all these years and now you'd have kegs and, you know, these different kind of barrels, but, um, I thought that was just really cool getting a little glimpse into his life and and what he does in Belgium. But anyways. Cool.
3: So I think after dinner um, they let everybody split up and you had about three different options where um, they would take you and drop you off. And I'll be honest, I'm not 100% sure which option we took. (laughs) Um, What did you guys do? <laughs> we
4: yeah, took we, the short bus We home. called <laughs> it a night.
0: Yeah, it was, uh, you know, like like we said, this is a marathon, not a sprint. And yeah. uh, I've learned from the previous beer bloggers conferences, it's best not to stay up to th- two, three in the morning drinking beer. Sometimes it makes sense to go to bed at about 11 o'clock.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
2: True. But there was... There is a lot of breweries in downtown Milwaukee and so many options to choose from. Lots of good I, beer
3: bars and all kinds
2: Yeah, of exactly. I mean, not to mention like the amazing German food. I mean, curds, curds, mm-hmm. curds, curds, and more curds. Mm-hmm. And German food, um, you know, brats and.
3: Wursts. And, yes, just. Anything, you know, fried or, you know, ground into sausage and. <laughs>
2: There was a lot of fried food There was Yeah yeah. But just I I mean just a Culturally amazing place I'm sure there
3: was a salad Somewhere in that
0: city But I never saw
2: (laughs) it Nope I don't know that you would want A salad in that city
4: (laughs)
0: You know know what else I didn't see in that city Any Bud Taps
3: you no, know, you're right.
0: That is a Miller city. Yeah. Miller and Paps wow. own that city. It's it's one of the few big cities I've gone to with no identifiable presence of A B.
2: That's pretty. That's, that's pretty, pretty cool, cool. man. Yeah, yeah. That really is. I liked it. Yeah. So then we got to Saturday and um Saturday morning there were a few sessions and then um which was kind of cool. And then we got to lunch and lunch I thought was really neat because we were at the,
4: the new MKE.
3: Yeah. Yeah. To be.
2: Yeah. Which is Milwaukee Brewing Company. And there were brats there. There were brats. There were brats. It was like a nice (laughs) little tailgate at lunch. There was no,
3: there was no, well, there was potato salad. Yes. So there was, but there was a salad. See, there was, (laughs) and there was plenty of uh, MKE beer. Uh, drink yeah lots of and it was all very good not
2: a problem with that at all yeah and then um we had a little tour of the inside facility which actually is on the paps campus so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it was what one of the last buildings to be built by the
0: the very last building built by paps it was their distribution warehouse yeah big Big, beautiful building. Yeah.
2: And um, we got lucky enough to go up to the roof and, and see kind of like this skyline. And that's just going to be such an amazing place. Absolutely. Well, more about that it's in just a minute. It's
1: the destination But baby, the whole elation Riding down this lover's avenue As slow as a willow blown Or as fast as the world wind grows We glide beneath the stars in cobalt blue Look to the left, to the right Keep your eyes on the road, my darling Wondering if we're only passing through Open roads and open windows my hand is yours forever, sweet love, our eyes ahead on these back roads with a view.
2: Welcome back, everyone. And we are still... Okay,
3: okay oh. stop. <laughs> what? We've gone like I don't even know how many minutes and have not drunk a beer. Uh, Oh that's a problem we need some beer yes
4: oh sorry so we were (laughs) talking
3: about mke and and how hospitable they were and they served us lunch and gave us a lot of free beer one of the ones we had um i remember was the outboard cream ale and someone may have smuggled a can or two home
0: (laughs) that they left Hmm. laying
3: around
2: Hmm. what (laughs) Well,
0: there was a lot of beer laying around
2: uh, (laughs) this is true yes
3: it was allocated all right. was. There was no thievery.
2: There was no thievery. Right,
3: It would be a misdemeanor anyways if they sure, chose to pr- sure. prosecute.
2: But if one allegedly did that, yes, and if one is allegedly drinking from that alleged can today, Getting rid of the evidence. <laughs> getting alleged, rid of alleged, alleged evidence, evidence. Yes,
3: of any alleged crime.
2: Right. One might say that this is a darn fine good cream ale. It's a great cream yes. ale. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yes. Yeah. Kendall, well, what do you th- I just think a, a lot of cream males, I, they just don't get it. They're usually too sweet. There's too much corn. Um, but this one is really smooth. It's just that hint of corn. It's 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 almost just like a perfect summer beer.
3: Nice dry finish on
4: it.
0: Yeah, this is a, one of the better cream males I've ever had. It's it's definitely a four for me.
2: Yeah. I think it's a four for all oh, of us. Oh, absolutely.
4: Four. Uh, uh, uh,
2: and then, possibly, one might have also...
3: Absconded? Maybe. Walked out with, accidentally. <laughs> accidentally. Borrowed. That's what happened. Borrowed. It could have That's fallen good... into
2: your bag, accidentally. Yeah. It could have. <laughs> it, it might have, yeah.
3: When no one was looking.
2: Yeah. And what might have happened? That
3: might have been a um, Hop Happy IPA.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was another... Really good one as well. It's a nice
3: balanced IPA. It's um, I don't know that it's uh, a standout, but it's a it's a good solid um, IPA to me.
2: This is a nice summer beer as well. It's not overly hoppy. It's not yes. overly malty. Um, it's got a nice color to
4: it though. Yeah, the color's very pretty. Yeah, it is, and it doesn't smack you in the face. No, like you said. no, it's exactly. A good solid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of deep. Easy gold. drinking.
3: If it was a TV show from the 70s, it would be Hop Happy Days.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
4: I don't even know what to say other than... Yeah,
0: it's it's a classic American IPA. Mm -hmm. So that that should tell you a few things. It's not this really light. It's not the huge tropical passion fruit thing you're getting today. Right. It's classic. There's a little bit of that caramel malt flavor. It's got a really... You know, just solid bitterness that you know it's there. Um, these are the kind of IPAs I think everybody was making five years ago. Now the IPA world has gone in fourteen different directions, and just say, you almost don't even know what you're going to get anymore right. when it says so IPA. It's,
3: it's nice to get something that's kind of just steady and good, you know.
2: Yeah, and and to me, this kind of epitomizes like what a Midwestern oh, yeah. IPA should be. You know, True. it's not trendy, it's not over the top, it's just right. And what would we rate this if we were allegedly drinking this?
3: <laughs> I'd go four.
2: Yeah, I'd go four too. Okay. Yeah.
3: Uh, Let's just go four. We, we can do that. Let's just yeah. do four. All right.
2: Okay, so then we're stuffed with brats and stuffed with beer and stuffed with good views of Milwaukee. And we come back... And we do something crazy.
0: Real quick, though, oh. you mentioned the view from the roof. Yes. And the reason we were on the roof is because they're oh, going to put yeah. a rooftop bar oh. and patio area up yes. there with which volleyball. Is be amazing. <laughs> Although, <laughs> yes. I have to
3: say, rooftop volleyball uh, with beer, mm. I don't know. I hope there's a harness or some sort of. There's enough space up there, yeah.
0: though. You rooftop
4: cornhole.
3: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but you're not going to dive for a cornhole. You know, and end up Uh, not the way you play.
2: (laughs) (laughs) If you're comfortable enough, you might. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) So, so then we came back, and what did we
3: do that was crazy?
2: It was crazy because we go from having these like nice Midwestern beers to. Hanging out with Frank Bone and taught as he talked spontaneous. about the exactly. The mm. art of spontaneous fermentation and having some of his absolutely beautiful, beautiful so good. beers.
3: Yeah. And uh and the best part about that beer is that we can get it here. Yes. And uh that's awesome.
0: I thought the best part is they brought a lot of extra boxes I, and I might have had about a dozen bottles come home with me. So
3: uh, I didn't bring a dozen, but uh I might have brought a few myself.
0: Yes. I might be a little high but i definitely there were
4: a few beers in our car on the way home (laughs) just a few
0: yeah it's crazy the one reason i drove to this conference is because i knew we were going to be in wisconsin and i wanted to get some beer back uh, but yeah, yeah i definitely took my share of the bone beer back yeah yes
2: god it's so beautiful and i guess we can't say enough good things about him but as a speaker He's perfect because he's passionate. He's approachable. He's easy to understand. He knows his brewing history. He knows how to brew. And, um, he just, he makes it really exciting. He really is.
0: You know, uh, I'd actually spent the morning with Frank. Um, I did not attend the morning sessions at 10 o'clock. Uh, that Saturday I met him at the hotel and I got to interview him. So, um, for some of the work uh, I'll be doing with Nui Belgian for the next season, nice. Uh, we're going to try to do publish some, do some publishing of talking to some of these Belgian beer producers. Oh, cool. So Perfect. I've interviewed them. I've got on my to-do list to actually sit down with that recording and transcribe it. But once I transcribe it, I'm also gonna, I'll put it on the blog so everybody can read it. But Frank was amazing one-on-one. Yeah. really great guy super super friendly very his, gracious his yeah. son was there with him his son is is he's got two sons that are you know that's his legacy you know frank's not going to be around forever and his boys are going to keep it going yeah and
2: they're, that's it, exciting yeah, yeah and they seem just as passionate as oh, he absolutely. is about it so there's you know the brewery's in good hands and i i can't wait to see what they come up with in the future
0: you Probably know. about the same old thing. According to Frank, he's this not much for innovation. It's all about tradition. Once you, and okay. wants, yeah,
3: yeah it, well, once you nail it, you know, there's yeah, no need to reinvent the wheel. That's
0: exactly what he said. He wants to make keep making traditional, classic goos. Well,
3: somebody needs to. You know, I mean, there's, there's yeah. certain things that people just need to keep having the same way over and over. And everybody else can experiment and do crazy stuff and do mm-hmm. all that. But some really great things need yeah. to there's just a There's stay. a place for that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's in my refrigerator and eventually in my stomach. Yep.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it was great when I asked him about what he wanted to do to innovate. And he's like, no, we just, we'll keep doing <laughs> yeah. what we're doing.
3: Yeah. Bought a new fooder, you know, but uh, every now and then. That's but, about it. Yeah.
2: Well, that's cool. That's cool so then after him we had the live beer blogging um segment which is really cool we had um a lot of breweries show up and um what it is is they have five minutes with us at each table and they talk about their beer we try their beer and then we um put it out on social media our tasting notes on that particular beer so one of them that was a standout to me that we have in front of us is the potosi yes sorry i can't see it from there
3: Czech style pilsner yeah that check it out
2: uh, well (laughs) but it really stood out for me it's such a beautiful beer i mean yes there was a lot of really good beer in that live blogging but um they're doing it right they really are
0: the cool thing about this brewery is a Potosi brewery is um, it's a foundation owned. It's connected to some museum and it's basically a nonprofit foundation is making this beer Mm -hmm. and it is a beautiful Czech Pills. I mean, I just love this beer so much that this was not a freebie from the from the conference. I stopped at a grocery store before I left Wisconsin and picked up a six pack of this. Kendall spent money because <laughs> this this beer is that good. I, I, and I only regret that I didn't buy a case.
2: I know. Um, I
0: regret I, that too, Kendall.
2: <laughs> 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 no, I remember seeing it, but wasn't tuned into who they were until after the live blogging, and then we didn't have time
4: to. Go well, and you get and so overwhelmed yeah. after a while because yeah, i mean a
3: lot you know and and plus going beer shopping like juliana and i do at every one of these we usually go to a local store and because there's so many things you can't get here where we live that you can get in other places and you know you it's like after a while you're like well how much more can we cram in the van you know Um, And we pretty much figure that out every time (laughs) to within a square inch or two.
0: Yeah, he's, he's speaking yeah. the truth. I've seen them come back from GABF. <laughs> Riding low. That we, van is packed.
4: It's amazing how much beer you can fit in a, in a Toyota Corolla. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, you know yes. What?
3: If you want it bad enough. You yes, know. you'll find a
4: way. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes. oh I, I, yes. I can
0: tell you how much. It was $800 worth of New Claris beer in a Toyota Corolla. <laughs> yeah. June was I sitting on I think I had them in, the in my air, lap, air, yes. I had, had a lap. case of
4: beer in my lap she all the way was <laughs> out. She was yes.
3: sandwiched within cases.
0: It is.
4: Yeah, you laughed. But I really want to
0: it's exactly eight hours from Nashville to the Woodmans in Kenosha, Wisconsin. So just keep that in mind if you got a weekend with nothing to do. If <laughs> you, you got a day
3: to burn.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Worth the trip.
0: Absolutely. Cool. You just need a semi and a transam.
2: Nice. <laughs> so then after that, um well, wait, I oh, think we should not-
3: we should uh Rate the Potosi. Oh,
2: oh, oh God, yes. Sorry, sorry, sorry.
3: I mean,
0: that's an outstanding beer. What are y'all thinking?
3: I'm gonna say, I don't know,
0: man. I'm giving it a five. You Uh, can give it something else, but
3: Uh, I'm going five. five. It's five. It is. If you can make
0: uh, a style like a pilsner that
3: is that impactful and that good, yeah, it's got to be a five. One of the
0: best Czech style pills I've had in this country, and it's not for profit.
3: So,
2: yeah. Which makes it even better.
0: Well, a, lot of, a lot of small breweries are not-for-profit, right? <laughs> <laughs> not, not on purpose.
3: <laughs> yeah. If you mean to be not-for-profit, then you got to give it extra points.
2: So then for dinner, we went to three different places, um, three different breweries, and then came back to the hotel. So the first one was Lakefront, then followed by Good City, then followed by uh, Brenner Brewing. And just briefly to recap...
3: Uh, lakefront, man, the on the river, an old electrical facility that they had refurbished and turned into one of the, uh, uh, you know, hallmark breweries in Milwaukee right now for 30 years. Great curds, too. Oh, yeah, my gosh.
2: great curds. And speaking of Lakefront, we happen to have um, the Fuel Cafe in Fuel front Cafe of us. Fuel
3: Cafe Stout with coffee.
2: Yeah, which Ooh, yeah. that's a, this is a beautiful stout. It really is. And to me, kind of epitomizes, you know, lakefront, Um, good beers, good
0: coffee. Yeah, good coffee. Also organic.
3: Yep. And it's organic. Oh, I don't like it then.
0: So it's (laughs) both USDA organic and Oregon organic. Ooh.
4: Mm. Ooh. That's a whole other level, right there. It really is. That is. It's probably,
0: I don't know if it's Portland organic, but it's at least Oregon organic. Well,
3: very few things on earth are Portland organic.
2: so what are we rating this beer I'd
0: say four I don't know yeah I think it's a good four uh, yeah. yeah that roast coffee on uh, there is just uh, nice yeah, uh, yeah it's really nice. not
3: overpowering it yeah. comp- complements the flavor of the stout
0: very
2: much yeah yeah and um, so then after Lakefront, we went to Good City, which I believe is relatively new, aren't they? They had good beer. Yeah, they did have good beer. I don't
0: remember it, but yeah. they had good beer. I think they've only been open about a year or so. Yeah, yeah.
2: really nice, nice place. Good job, Good City. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well and done. Good then, food. Yep. And then lastly, we went to Brenner. and They had a all-
3: drummer. I know that. There was <laughs> a drummer and a DJ. <laughs>
2: they did. They did.
3: And there was a Catholic festival two blocks away that we saw. Mm-hmm. Yep. That yep. was nice.
2: That was quite yes. Yeah, That's so, totally unrelated to like the, a lawn fate. The but, bloggers yeah. conference
3: did not put on the Catholic festival. Okay, I'm just gonna <laughs> say that, but
0: um yep. it was there. It was yeah. a great evening. Yeah. Uh from Lakefront all the way through that that evening. Wonderful. Uh, honestly those cheese curds. Y'all. <laughs> we keep
4: going back to the cheese curds, but they really were that if, good. They if you were. don't know they what were.
0: cheese curds are in Wisconsin, they basically take the cheddar cheese curds, uh, which are the really fresh, uh, squeaky, uh, yeah. early, unmature cheese. They don't
3: squeak. They're not real.
0: Batter it and fry it. And oh, oh my gosh, lakefronts were, <laughs> so I'm a connoisseur of cheese curds. And those were some of the best I've yeah, ever yeah. had. Very yeah. cool. Comparable to the old fashioned in Madison.
2: And yeah, nice. they're, they're very good. So then we get to Sunday, and Sunday's just a half day because, you know, people are flying out or going to the post-conference. Yeah. And to me, the whole highlight of that morning, besides finding out that we're going to Virginia next year, is the lightning talks by the beer bloggers. and Including? Including a special one, the What You Need to Know to Produce a Craft Beer Festival by ours truly.
4: Kendall. Yay. 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 Great
0: job, dude. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. The lightning talks are great because they had the PowerPoints on automatic forward. So every slide, 15, uh, 15, it, 15 seconds, 15 seconds, 20 yeah. slides, 15 seconds. Five it was like, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And just some great uh, topics. Um, I thought Ryan did a great job with talking about different media. Uh, the beer and food one was great. I did one on how to, produce a beer festival because it's amazing how many people that do beer festivals don't think of things like water or enough restrooms or you know things like that i heard so. people
3: talking about that one afterwards that that you really like brought up some stuff that they hadn't really considered
0: i can't take any credit for it it's all things i've learned from uh, mr matt Leff of rhizome productions he does some of the best festivals and events in the country
3: we're lucky to have him so close to home
2: No. Yeah, we are. So I think I don't know about you guys, but I think this was the best bloggers conference that I've been to to date. Yeah, best one
3: until next year.
2: There you go,
4: (laughs) (laughs) the best yet.
2: No, but in general, I mean, such a great city to have it at. Um, The beer was absolutely phenomenal. The the friendships were were really. I, I mean, it was a very heartfelt, beer happy. And beer-sharing place. Big props
3: to Sarah and Reno and Zephyr all together, man. You guys are great. Yep,
2: yep. So we hope you enjoyed this episode and all of the other episodes that we do. You can catch all of our episodes online as well as on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, YouTube, Google Play, PRX, and Spreaker, our native media host iTunes, Google Play, and our own Android app are the easiest ways to enjoy the show on your phone. Just search for Sip Suds Smokes on
3: iTunes or in the Google Play Store. We love
0: your feedback,
3: and you can reach us online at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com.
0: Our daily tasting notes flout on Twitter and Instagram every day, at Sip Suds Smoke, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news.
4: Please take the time to rate this episode if you're listening online. And remember... Five is our favorite number of stars. <laughs>
2: hey, Kendall, why don't you tell us about your blog?
0: Well, June and I blog about the good news of good beer at beermakes3.com. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram. And hopefully, in a couple weeks, uh, you'll be able to read that interview with Frank Bone. Cool.
2: Ooh, cool. Well, I want to thank everyone for joining us today. Go to boy Dave.
1: You haven't heard
3: me sing diddly ding yet.
2: It's probably good that the show is almost over. Thanks, good old boy, Dave. (laughs) Good old boy, Kendall.
0: It's always a pleasure to be here. Y'all drink good beer.
2: Good old gal, June. It's been a great time. (laughs) This is good old gal, Juliana. Keep on chuggling and catch you next time.